It's Monday, November 12th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, this is our weekly Monday Bible study and call to prayer. Today, we are continuing our study on the book of Acts, and we are joined by Blake Wilson, our Vice President of Operations. He will walk us through Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 26. Thank you for having me back again, Herbie, um, to continue just to teach through the book of Acts. It's just been such a rewarding time for me in personal study. Um, And today, especially in Acts chapter 3, the Lord has taught me a lot, and I hope as we go through this together with our team that we're all challenged uh, as well. So in Acts chapter 3, this passage is really broken up into two portions. And the first one is really looking at the miracle that happened with Peter and John um, there in Acts chapter 3. And then the latter part is really how Peter leveraged the miracle that took place to further the gospel. And I think as we look through this and read through this today, I want you to keep that in mind of how are we leveraging the opportunities that the Lord has put before us to further the gospel. And I think here at Lifeline, we we often see the Lord doing miracles um, every single day. And we have so many amazing stories to share that we can't neglect to see the hand of the Lord working. And I think often we just get in the zone and we get in the groove and we just continue to um, try to accomplish the task at hand that we overlook all of the amazing things that the Lord is doing right before us. And in this passage in, in Acts chapter 3, we see the Lord use Peter and John, and we can be used that same way. So let's jump into Acts chapter 3, and it says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate at the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms, and Peter directed his gaze at at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, and he raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk, and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and recognized him as the one who had sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So you can see this miracle happen, and how the Lord worked through Peter and John um, to to heal this man and and how the people around him knew this guy. They saw him for what could have been years um, coming before uh, the, the beautiful gate, asking for handouts, asking for money, um, and just relying on the people that passed him by to for survival um, just for his, his daily bread. But really what he received um, is so much bigger and, and, and so much greater um, and the hope of Christ that Peter and John said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have, I give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So we see the transformation happen in the life of this man and the reaction of the crowd as um, they saw what happened. So 
as we continue to read in verses 11 on down through 26, I want you to think about how Peter leveraged this opportunity because they were, they were filled with this wonder. They were filled with this amazement at what had happened. And as he was clinging to Peter and John, Peter leverages this opportunity to share the hope of the gospel. So let's look in verse 11. It says, While he clung to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them to the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? And why do you stare at us as though it is from our own power of piety that we have made him walk? So let's put ourselves in that situation and think about what it would be like to have the Lord working through you to perform such an amazing miracle. Um, and, I, and I think the, uh, the carnal part of me says, wouldn't, wouldn't it be easy to take credit for that? Um, because all the people are astounded at what you did. And, and that is the assumption of, look at the power that Peter and John had. But Peter was quick to redirect them uh, to what the Lord was doing through them. And I love even further down in this passage, and we don't, unfortunately we don't have time to go through all, all 26 verses of this, but even he goes on in verse 24 of Acts 3, and he reminds them that this was foretold, like this, this was prophesied. And in, in verse 24, he says, all, um, and all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him have also proclaimed these days. So he, he redirects them to scripture again and says, Guys, you should have known this. Like, this isn't anything that I've done. This was foretold through Scripture. And he points them, but if you, if you look back in, um, in Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 5, I love this. It says, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. And then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. So he redirects them back um, and says, this was prophesied about. You you should know this. So don't think that it's anything that I have done. It is the Lord working through me that this man has been healed. So a few application points that I want us to, to look at and walk away with today is first that God will give us abundantly more than what we expect. So if you look back up in verse number three, it says, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. So we know that this man had this encounter with Peter and John, and his expectation was just to receive alms. But the Lord had something so much bigger, so much better than alms to give this man working through Peter and John. So it says in verse 4 that Peter directed his gaze on him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. So the Lord wants to give us abundantly more than what we expect. Secondly, when we experience the power of Christ, we must respond in awe and in celebration. Um, in verse number 8, it says, In leaping up, he stood and he began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. You know, I think often as believers, we can experience the power of Christ, but um, often we don't respond in awe and we don't celebrate enough at the great things that the Lord has done and he is doing right before us. So as a ministry, we have uh, identified some areas that we need to improve on. And one of those things is we want to celebrate more because we are surrounded by 
miracles and things that the Lord is doing right before us that we overlook. And we want to pause and we want to celebrate and we want to be like this we want to be like this man shouting and jumping and praising the Lord on the miracles that he has done through the ministry of Lifeline. So when we experience the power of Christ, we want to respond in awe and in celebration. And then lastly, when Christ's power is displayed, we must use it to further his kingdom. We saw this miracle take place in the first part of Acts chapter 3, and then we saw how Peter leveraged this opportunity to further the kingdom, to redirect people back to who Jesus is. And in verse number 10, um, he says, And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. So these people were filled with wonder and amazement. And Peter leveraged this opportunity in verse 11. It says, While he clung to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon. So there was this big gathering. And then Peter saw it. He addressed the people. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? And why do you stare at us as though it was by our own power or piety that we have made him walk? It's not, it wasn't them. And he says in verse 16, And his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. So Peter uses this opportunity to redirect them back to who Jesus is. And it is through the power that was displayed through Peter and John that this man was healed. So when Christ's power is displayed, we must use it to further the kingdom. You know, in in verse um, number 12, we see this attitude of of wonder um, and, and people asking why why did the Lord choose to work through you? And there's this, this um, questioning that is happening. And, and I think that as we go through our week, um, we need to look at opportunities that the Lord has put before us, opportunities that the Lord has placed us in, and be very intentional in using those opportunities to further the gospel. It could be through um, an interaction with somebody on the phone. It could be while you are on your lunch break at a restaurant. It could be while you're pumping gas, but the Lord has put people in our path so that we may further his name. So let's not neglect the power of the Lord that is working in and through us as we saw Peter redirect them back to scripture in verse 24 that the prophets had spoken um, from Samuel and those who came after Samuel proclaiming the prophecy of the Lord that the, the weak can be healed. Let's not overlook that the Lord is working in us and through us this week as we serve together. Well, thanks, Blake. And this week, we are praying for the country of Haiti. We are praying for the people of Haiti as there continues to be unrest. In the last several months, there have been heightened political climate and many protests and demonstrations taking place. And we pray that the Lord's sovereignty will reign above this corruption and that its people will turn their hearts to Christ and his salvation. We're praying for IBESR, uh, the central authority in Haiti. We're, We're praying for wisdom and supernatural discernment to be poured out over the officials involved in direct connection with children's files, especially those of the matching committee. And we're praying for IBSR as they continue to implement change in the matching procedure in Haiti. And, and they've recently implemented even a new categorization system for crutches and orphanages that would affect how they operate. And so we're just praying that any changes would ultimately be in the best interest of children. 
We're praying for our team, uh, Meredith and Brooke and our unadopted team as they continue to walk through open doors in Haiti. Uh, We're praying for new meetings with potential partners and for continued building upon the already existing partnerships in country. Uh, We are uh, just thankful for the the team that the Lord has allowed us to to send to Haiti uh, last week and just praying that that team's impact will continue to be felt and will continue to extend past the time that they were in country. We're praying for lifeline families who've been matched with children and waiting to bring them home, praying for hearts of deep trust in the Father as they continue waiting and that they would just have strength and grace to walk by faith during these times of slower movements and prolonged waiting. We're also praying for our families who've been waiting for IBSR for many years now for referral and that the Lord would oversee their referrals and soften the hearts of the matching committee at IBSR to any advocacy efforts that need to be made in relation to matching. We're praying for our relationship with three angels and for Sandy who leads the guest house there. She's going to be coming uh, back to the U.S. after her years living in the guest house. Uh, We're just asking that the Lord would be with her as she transitions to a new normal and praise the Lord for how he has used her in the life of so many families and children in Haiti uh, who have been walking through the adoption process. We're praying, praising the Lord for 10 families who were able to go on their gotcha trip this year and bring home their precious children. And we're praising God, even in the midst of long waiting periods with Haiti, that he has always been faithful to finish what he starts in the hearts of these families and in these children. Let's pray. Lord, we just certainly would ask that you would, uh, we would just beseech you on behalf of the people of Haiti for the unrest that's going on politically. We ask that you would just bring a climate that is ripe for gospel advancement, that is that is ripe for peace among the people. Lord, we pray that, that before they even have a peace in their country, that they have a peace in their hearts through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know voodoo is so prevalent in Haiti, and we would just ask uh, that this spirit of animism would be just absolutely vanquished and that your Holy Spirit would replace uh, these mystical spirits that they are serving. We ask that you would uh, go before IBESR as they make so many important changes and so many important decisions about the matching of children. And we, Lord, we ask that you would be with the hearts of these waiting children as they wait for families and also for these families as they wait for children. Lord, go before the churches of Haiti and strengthen them, enable them, and use them for the proclamation and for the the advancement of your great gospel. Lord, we know that you love the country of Haiti, and we ask all these things in your great and glorious name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.